0: Welcome back to Half the Battle. I'm your host as always, Daniel Levy, and joining me on this very special Valor Fights edition of Half the Battle is Kendrick the Big Problem Myri. Kendrick, welcome to Half the Battle, man. Hey, what's up, guys? Doing well, man. I appreciate your time, man. You know, obviously, like I told you off air, you are ATL zone. When I saw that 404, I was like, alright, I know what we're up against. So uh yeah, I appreciate yes, you taking where the time, man. It. Yeah, 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 yep,
1: definitely. So,
0: so, listen, man, you start your career, and you actually win your first three fights via armbar, and then you take on my boy, David Kay, and you knock him out. So, I mean, what was it like, first of all, transitioning from winning all your fights from armbar to getting that big knockout victory over a seasoned vet like Vic Kay?
1: Um, when I got that knockout on Vic K, you know, uh, it was funny. You know, me and Vic Kay had some words uh, during a press conference uh, that was the fight that Roy Jones Jr. had uh, fought, and uh, he co-promoted with MMA, and uh, so that was a, that was a pretty big card in Atlanta. But uh, when I when I uh, got that fight, you know, I didn't have no intentions. Uh, I mean, of course, you have intentions of knocking knocking a guy out or finishing the fight. Um, but I mean, it just it just came. You know, I didn't I didn't force it. You know what I'm saying? And a knockout just came. And um, you know, it, it it was like you know right before the fight, like I said, the press conference had to exchange of words or whatever you know that kind of like motivated me to try to go out there and finish the fight however way I could and um you know it just it just presented itself you know I felt good though you know I, it was my first knockout and uh, you know it, it just came I didn't plan anything out it just happened.
0: Yeah, and Vic K is no joke. I mean, he's currently on a seven-fight win streak. So to get a win like that under your belt is a big deal. Now, you mentioned that there were some words exchanged at, you know, the press conference. What kind of what kind of things were you guys saying to each other?
1: Well, you know, me and Vic K have a long history. You know, Atlanta's a tight market. And so uh, as far as MMA is concerned. And so me and him, you know, cr- cross-trained a little bit together. And we uh, bumped in the uh, grappling tournament. And Vic K was able to finish me with, uh, I think it was some type of choke or some type of guillotine choke. Yeah, it caught me with. And then we end up fighting, uh, I think, a, a year later, you know. And, and 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 so he throwing this up in front of my idol, who was, you know, uh, who is Roy Jones Jr. And, uh, you know, I was just, I was just inferior. It's so funny, man, like. I kinda like I know he just didn't say that in front of Roy Jones Jr. And uh he did, he was like, Yeah man, I'm just gonna am just gonna finish him like I did before in the grappling tournament. And I looked at him I'm like, What? I can't believe it. I was more upset that he said it in front of Roy Jones Jr. at the press conference than anything. I didn't even care about, you know, losing to him at a grappling tournament and, and then I took the mic and I was like, Look, somebody tell him this is not a grappling, t- uh, tournament and he put his hands on me and will knock him the F out and, and, and that's kinda what happened, so <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know that's what happened. Well, yeah, Big K is my boy, but a fight's a fight, and you went out there and you did your thing, man. So first of all, how good did it yeah. feel to get that victory in front of your hero, Roy Jones Jr.?
1: Yeah, it, it was good, man. It was awesome um, being a part of that uh, experience and actually watching um, Roy uh, warm up in the back. And uh, you know, uh, it, it was a great, it was a great feeling, man. But um, you know, me and Big K cool, man. I like Big K. Other than that, I know that you know Big K. You know, comes off kind of you know, you know, arrogant and mean sometimes. But he's a really nice guy. You know, I'm saying like I said, it's a small community, Um, and I'm I'm glad to hear that he's on a a seven fight win streak. Uh, He even got a couple of uh, wins with Bellator. You know, so that'd be good. Maybe it'd be a rematch down the line. Who knows?
0: Yeah, he's a really good guy, and I'm sure he'd love a rematch. Now, after that fight, you go on, you win another fight, via submission. But but then after that, you actually took a year off. So how come you took that year off, man?
1: You know, everybody could tell me about my my uh gaps in that you know, when I when it comes to fighting, like, you know, everybody oh, why you take a year off? I didn't do it all by choice. i, I it was just hard at the time. Um, you know, when MMA was getting started, people just fought. But then when I got started, people played chess when they fought. Instead of just taking a fight, people were trying to protect their records at the time. You know, I I was not trying to protect my record and you know, so when somebody would try to book me a fight, they'll <laughs>
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I mean, speaking of not wanting to pad your your record, I mean, obviously, like we mentioned, you did take on VK, but after that, you take on uh, Krasimir Mladenov, and I mean, this is a guy, he's 12-1, and 11-1, so you didn't pad your record at all. You went all three rounds with him. What did you learn from that fight? I,
1: I learned that I was very durable, and, um, you know, I had good cardio that round, because so, I never really got outside the second round. I always finished my fights in the first and the second, and so that that was a confident booster after the fight to see myself go out, you know, and fight all, all the way through, fight hard all the way through. And um, uh, uh, he's also a three-time World Sambo champ. So, you know, that, that, that let me know that my grappling was world-class, you know. I was able to fight off takedowns. I was able to, uh, you know what I'm saying, make him uh, give up on the takedown, you know what I mean? And um, it was a good fight. You know, I actually hurt my foot in that fight. I broke my foot in that fight. And... And I was in the, you know, I hung in there, you know what I mean? And um, I the points didn't go my way, you know what I'm saying? He out he outpointed me that that, that fight.
0: Now, in your mind, do you feel like he won or did he legit outpoint you? I I will
1: say he legitimately outpointed me.
0: Hey, but it happens, man. You know, I always say yeah. that it's important for fighters to take that first L because a lot of people say that you learn a lot from a loss than you do from a win. Do you agree with that? Or is it still frustrating that you dropped that one?
1: It's always going to be frustrating. But, um, you know, it was, a, it, it, was a, it was a hard loss, man. Um, you know, cause that was my first loss. Um, I, I, I didn't lose an amateur. I didn't lose in the pros. So, I, you know, I took it kind of hard. But uh, I, I do believe you, you do learn. You know what I'm saying? And I learned the, the type of style of fighting that I was doing at the time. That didn't go with that. I needed to adapt, you know, and um, you know, you know. That's why I learned from that, you know. So I think you, you know, you do learn from losses.
0: Absolutely. And then once again, you had another year layoff. Now, was this a matter of people not wanting to take fights with you, or did you want to take the time to get better in certain areas?
1: It, it was the same thing. It never was me wanting to take a layoff. It was me trying to put fights. Um, it's a lot of politics behind it, you know. At the time, World Series was a new promotion. And they had guys like they had a stacked roster. A stacked roster. Everybody was trying to fight. Uh, well, She was paying paying out good paycheck. It was you know, it, it, they were paying really good. So, you know, you had a lot of guys you had to uh you know, you had to wait in line, you know what I'm saying, to get a fight. So that the promotion I was with, you know what I'm saying, it just it was it was it was slam. the roster was slammed. So and it was hard to um, hard to get a fight and um and then if I tried to fight outside the promotion Guys didn't want to fight me, or they wanted more money from the regional promoters, Promoters, and the regional promoters couldn't afford it, you know? So, that's what happened, man. It, it wasn't by choice that I, I have been, like, you know, getting a fight here and there. And, um, you know, it's just how, how the cars are dealt for me.
0: And then you come back, you take on Jake JQ, and, and you went the three-round distance again. So, you know, for the second time in your career, you got to go the full 15 minutes, three rounds, and... uh it was in a, on a big card, so, I mean, what did you learn from that fight?
1: Um, that that fight, I learned to keep my head up. Uh, I made a mistake in the second round of letting my head drop down on a takedown, and Jake was able to land some uh, pretty nasty elbows that pretty much dictate the fight in the last round. You know, the last round, we probably combined through less than 20 punches. You know, we both were, you know, you know, uh, pushing the pace, and, um... But I have to say, the second round, I think that took a lot out of me. Um, I suffered an a, a, a orbital fracture. Uh, I had a nice, uh, nice huge uh, gash uh, over my eye. Um, I had a concussion, you know what I'm saying? So that, and, and that happened in the last 10 seconds of the second round, you know what I mean? And, um, and that was just a small uh, window opportunity that uh, Jake was able to capitalize on. And, you know, that slowed me down in the third round. So I learned, you know, hey – you know, this game, if you make one little mistake, and that can, it can cost you. So, you know, next time I shoot in on takedown, I make sure that my head is in the right position so nobody can not elbow me.
0: Now, when you get an orbital fracture in a fight, I mean, what goes through your head? Because for certain guys, they look for the door. For other guys, I mean, they're willing to die inside the ring. So for you, what was going through your mind when that happened, man? You know, I've never been hurt like that in a fight. Um so
1: that was my first time fighting injured like like being hurt real real bad. Um in my mind it was like hey man you know you you, you definitely won the first round. The second round he stole it. The third round let's try to point fight with him Let's let's try to win this and play it safe. You know what I'm saying? And um you know I was, was outstruck, you know. Uh so once again um you know it it you know it came down to you know a small window you know, a, 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 a margin of a, a victory or whatever, you know. So uh, that's what happened. I just try to outpoint, you know, survive. Don't get, don't get uh, hurt anymore, and and try to outpoint the guy.
0: Yeah, and they say all things happen for a reason, man. Because next up, you're taking on Sydney Wheeler in the Valor Fights 33 main event. You're take you're fighting for the middleweight championship. What are your initial thoughts on this fight, man? Um.
1: It's a, it's a, it's a big fight for the promotion, um, from a business standpoint. Uh, it's a big fight for me also. It's a title fight. Uh, for Sid, it's a big fight because of who he's fighting. Uh, he's fighting a more, uh, experienced guy. Um, I have a, a, a little bit of a bigger name than, than the guys that he fought. He's, uh, he, he's coming in with a, a nice, uh, following. You know what I mean? So, uh, um, I think it's going to be a, a great fight for the promotion. I think it's it's not only going to help, you know, build me, Sid, and um, and um, the promotion. It, you know, it's going it's going to be good for the state of Tennessee to have somebody like Sidney, uh, you know, um, you know, have a fallen like he does. Because I think uh, that's the probably the biggest thing is is is, is, is just a, it's just a big fight. You know, what I mean, and it's drawing a lot of people.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned earlier on the show how when you had that press conference with Vic K, you know, the words motivated you. Well, Sid's been talking a little bit. I heard his interview with my buddy James Lynch on the parting shot one-on-one. He said, you're old, you're slow, and the layoff's going to hurt you, and he said he's going to finish you. How do you feel about that?
1: <laughs> That's how I feel right there. You heard
0: that? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, man, a little Sid. We'll see. We gonna see about that. I, I I highly doubt that. That's funny.
0: That that's what I like to hear, man. That's the mindset of a champion. So I mean, obviously yeah. you don't plan, you know, the outcome of a fight. Like you told me earlier, you'll take a victory by any means necessary. But is there a specific yes. way you want to win this fight? I mean, do you want to knock this kid out? Do you want to tap him out, or do you want to take him through I, the full twenty-five minutes?
1: Listen, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do with Lil Sid. I want to take a little sip, bending over my knee, and spank his little ass. <laughs> That's what I want to do to him. All right, a little twenty-year-old.
0: Yeah, man, and uh, we can't wait to see that. It's going to be a great fight. I mean, I'm been...
1: glad you said that. I'm going to make sure I bring a cane to the a cane to the weigh-in. Call me an old man. Yeah, to have to respect his elders.
0: <laughs> Definitely, man. And uh, I mean, where you been training for this fight? What, what have you been doing lately since the last time you fought?
1: Yeah, I've been training with uh, the uh, the Black Zillions uh, boxing coach, uh, Jason Gooch. And, um, you know, we've been training down at uh, CMMA. I've been training my ground with uh, Ego Almeida uh, up in Palm Beach Gardens, uh, martial arts. Um, so I've been in South Florida for the most part, you know. And I'm going to uh, wrap up uh, training up here in Atlanta. Uh, that's where I'm heading to right now. And I'm going to uh, work a little bit with uh, Manu, and uh, Doug Usher, Doug Usher was supposed to be on the card, but uh, he's not on the card, you know, anymore. So, but I'm gonna work out with the guys out of Atlanta where I, you know, where I started
0: it. Yeah, you can't go wrong working with a guy like Manu. You know, I've seen him uh, drop UFC 205ers right before my eyes. And you know, for those that don't know, Manu, he is a world champion Muay Thai legend. He's he's like five foot eight, and like I said, I, I've seen this dude drop UFC 205ers right in front of my eyes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he's like, uh, what's his name off of uh, <laughs> Yoda,
2: <laughs> the black Yoda.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I think I can say that. Uh, yeah, but, he, you know, you know Manu is very slick, very crafty. He has a lot of game plan, a lot of strategy. Um, Manu is a really great coach, well-rounded, you know what I'm saying, when, when it comes to striking. And, you know, Manu has been studying uh, a lot of judo and jiu-jitsu. So, you know, Manu, he understands, you know, combat. You know, he understands the art of war. And uh, if you want a game plan, but new a guy to go to.
0: Yeah, and speaking of the art of war, I mean, what do you do for the mental side of things? Because obviously you just brought that up, and that's a very mental thing.
1: Yeah, so, you know, when you get around my age, like I said, when you get old like me, old and slow, <laughs> <laughs> you you, uh, you know, you, you you everything pretty much is cerebral. You know what I'm saying? Things that you learn, I mean, you can learn new tricks here and there. But you really gotta be inside your own mind and be able to tell your body what to do, you know what I'm saying, to get get the job done. So uh when when it comes to getting getting prepared, uh you gotta uh try to have as less uh uh distractions as possible. You know, and so that's something that I've been doing. I, I have a busy uh work schedule um down here in South Florida. You know, I'm a personal trainer. Uh, I do uh commentating every now and then for ESPN, um uh, and so uh, I do a lot of little different things with the community. Um, I have a fundraiser that I'm uh, running. Um, I'm, I'm always doing something, you know what I mean? So I have to like, like take a step back from all of that so I can focus on bending a little shit over my knee and spanking this little butt.
0: <laughs> and you mentioned how you've done a little work for ESPN so obviously you're a fan of the sport and what I mean by that is you know a lot of guys they just compete in the sport but they don't actually follow what's going on you know around them but yeah. you're you're actually a legit fan of the sport
1: yeah I'm a fan I was a fan first um um I'm a fan first and um and you know I, I was one of them guys that was sitting on the couch you know what I'm saying and it was like hey man I could beat that guy because I know I had wrestling experience and stuff like that and I grew up watching Rashad Evans and stuff, and so it was like, "Oh man, it, you know, I, I I can do this." You know, what I mean, I had put, some, put put my hands together and, you know, what I'm saying and um and and go for it, and, I, and that's what happened, man. You know, and now here I am in
0: awesome. that title fight. <laughs> that's awesome, man. We can't wait to see you compete in that title fight. Can I get a couple fight predictions before we get out of here?
1: Uh, fight predictions. Uh, uh I'm gonna say it again. I'm gonna bend a little bit on my knee and will spank his little butt, all right. So that's that's the that's the number one thing that's gonna happen out of this fight. Um, what else? Uh, that's about it, man. Um you're gonna you're gonna see a fun fight, you know, but all but enough of the clowning. Uh save a great great uh, young prospect, you know, up and coming. I res- I respect his his swagger. How about that? I give him his swagger, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead, you're undefeated. you undefeated. you have a right to be proud,
0: you know? <laughs> well, hopefully so, you're the first one. You're the first man to give him his first L, because like we mentioned earlier on the show, it's important for every fighter to take that first L. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. It's just it's a, it's a game of MMA, man. Like nobody, no, it's, it's rare that you stay undefeated. There's uh, uh John Jones is probably the one percent. You know, he definitely he's, probably the, he's point he's point zero zero one percent of the you know the fighters that stay undefeated. Him and um who's the Russian guy? Uh, to be, you know what I'm saying? It's rare you can find people like that, you know what I mean? Absolutely. So I think my chances my chances are pretty good. I'm going to whoop his butt, like I told you.
0: Hey, man, we look forward to it. And Kendrick, thanks so much for taking the time to speak with me right here, right now on Half the Battle. Let the audience know where they can follow you on social media. And besides uh, your fight, what else you got coming up?
1: So, yeah, you can follow me on um, at KendrickMyery.com. Just type my name in Kendrick at um, I'm on Instagram, Twitter. Um, you know, most of all the social media channels, Snapchat. Uh, but uh, next, I got coming up. Uh, we were working on a deal for a kickboxing fight, June 3rd, hopefully. Um, and then I have another uh, Muay Thai fight coming up in um, August, uh, August 20th, with a uh, striker down here in uh, Florida. Every all, all my fights are gonna be down here in Florida, so. That's what I got coming up. Busy schedule. Um, So, you know, I look forward to, uh, you know, getting this fight over and done with and uh, going and um, jumping back in the ring, you know, the following month.
0: Well, Kendrick, thanks again, and best of luck at Valor Fights 33, man. All right. Thank you, sir. All right, man. You have a good one. All right. Bye-bye. Welcome back to Half the Battle. I'm your host as always, Daniel Levy, and joining me on this very special Valor Fights edition of Half the Battle is Ronnie Lawrence. Ronnie, welcome to Half the Battle, man. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. It's my pleasure. So you're taking on Brandon Webb in the co-main event of the evening. It's for the Bantamweight title of Valor Fights 33. How stoked are you, man? Oh, I'm stoked.
2: I'm happy about it. Uh, I wasn't really prepared to get a title shot after two pro fights, but uh, you know, I've had some good fights and... Devastating finishes in the first round, so I guess you get noticed for
0: it. Yeah, I mean, how do you feel about that? Because, like you said, you know, all your fights have not gone to decision. You finished all your opponents. I guess they must see something in you, huh?
2: Yeah, I sure hope so. I mean, I, I put my time in the gym. I mean, there's nobody I know that, that, that spends more hours than me. I don't I don't really take days off. and So uh, I sure hope they have noticed. Seems like they have.
0: Yeah, absolutely they have, man, because the fans love finishers. Everyone loves dudes that finish fights, and I mean, do you pride yourself on being a finisher in there?
2: Uh, not really, because that's never the plan. It just happens to work out that way. Like I've had, uh, I've had uh, about twenty fights, amateur and pro, put together, and I've had, uh, I think I've had two fights go to decision. Um, so I've, I've definitely, I've just managed to somehow finish. I mean, I work hard on my cardio,
0: so I, getting tired has never been an option for me. Yeah, and getting tired can never be an option, especially at your weight class. You know what I mean? Those lighter weights, you guys got to be able to go all five rounds.
2: Well, a lot of people, it's a fine line because a lot of people you'll see that that are in great shape going there get tired after like maybe, you know, a round and you're like, I guess they didn't train very hard. And really, they might have trained too hard. You got to learn how to push it, but then get your right amount of rest and then fight week, not kill yourself because the work's done.
0: And how'd you learn how to do that, man?
2: Just a lot of studying, a lot of listening to the, you know, you you get, I've been around people in Bellator, people in the UFC, uh, traveled, uh, and then just experiences of my own and then, uh, getting older, I really pay attention to the best guys in the world. Like watch a lot of interviews. I, 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 watch a lot of Mighty Mouse podcasts with Joe Rogan. Just, you know, just listen, just soak it
0: in and, uh, try it out and see if it works for you and uh, just being smart. There you go, man. That's the sign of a champion to uh, try to, you know, learn new things. And who else do you look at besides Mighty Mouse?
2: For a long time because uh, I had uh, three fights in uh, MMA and uh, like I, uh, when I was 18 and I didn't know how to do jiu-jitsu or wrestle. All I knew how to do was kickboxing. So when I first started fighting, I didn't really know a lot of ground stuff and I, I, I got I got extremely, like, like focused on the ground, uh, after like my fifth fight, but like, I always looked up to Anthony Pettis because he was a striker. Um, but I, I really love watching Dominic Cruz, TJ Dillashaw, mighty mouse, people that switch stances, you know, that, that mix it up. South Paul, uh, you know, next level footwork would, would be what I like to call it. People say neo
0: footwork. Yeah, there you go, man. And what do you think about this kid, Thomas Almeida in your weight class? Oh, I think he's, uh, he's exciting. Yeah, who you got in his fight between, uh, him and Garbrandt? What, did you, are they, when are they fighting? Uh, they're fighting like in two weeks in a UFC main event. I have,
2: I haven't, uh, I didn't know they were fighting yet. I, I didn't hear about it. My uh, I just, I haven't been on a, I guess I haven't been on it. I didn't know they were fighting.
0: Who you got, though? Oh, I, I'll take Almeida into, until I, until I see him, see more chinks in his armor. Yeah, I mean, that dude's a stud. But back to your fight, man. I mean, what are your initial impressions of your opponent, Brandon Webb? I mean, he's 2-0, and just like you.
2: I don't, I don't ever get big on, like, uh, I guess, talking down about my opponent. But if I was going to, like, sit here and tell you what I think about him, he uh, seems like a great guy. But, like, uh, technique-wise, he seems, uh, he seems one-dimensional, as in, like, uh, he seems to really rely on his right hand. Uh, he circles uh, to my left, which is his right, a uh, 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 really a lot. Um, I don't know if he's trying to set up the right hand, but he circles that way a lot, I can tell. Uh, and he does a lot of, uh, kind of a lot of nothing. Like he kind of just throws a couple of jabs, stands in front of the guy, throws maybe a head kick. He doesn't really push forward a lot until he hurts the guy that he's going with. So um, it seems like the more videos I watched, the better he got, the worse he looked in his fights because he, he got he got reliant on his right hand instead of really looking for a takedown or looking for a switch kick here, right hand dart here going into southpaw, left hand back to orthodox, you know, fast on your jab, you know, just not super busy, I, I would say, um, but still dangerous that right hand's there.
0: So, would you say your biggest advantage here is your well-roundedness, or your cardio, or what?
2: Oh, uh, I would definitely say uh, one of my biggest assets would be my footwork. Um, cutting me off is not really an option, and then if I decide to start cutting you off, I can really, I can get outside your shoulders easy. And uh, I, I would always say my cardio uh, has always been until, until today; it's, it's always been great. So, yeah, that would be an asset for sure. I focus on every bit of uh, fighting. I I don't go to the ground a lot in all my fights, but all the fights I've gone to the ground in, I've flourished. I mean, I I try to you know, really focus on everything, try try to mix it up.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned your footwork, man, and you know, it's interesting. I got an insight to uh, Dominic Cruz, and I found out that you know, after practice, Cruz just worked on his footwork for about uh, two hours straight. And at first, people would be like, why are you tap dancing, you know, after practice? But then once he won that UFC title, then everyone was like, oh, maybe I got to do this shit, too. So, I mean, do you do exclusive stuff on your footwork?
2: Uh, after doing some studying on Dominant Cruz, I've always done a lot of footwork anyway. But after doing a lot of studying on Dominic Cruz, um, I've noticed that he like uh, doing a lot of shadow boxing and footwork and jumping rope which is something I already did a lot, uh, I noticed he focused on that. And so I was like, well, if he does it, you know, I might as well start doing it. So, yeah, I, I definitely focus on uh, getting my footwork drills in. We do a lot of ladder drills. And uh, and then uh, na- I've always had good natural footwork. So it's it's come to the point to where you start putting your feet in specific spots over and over for specific reasons. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, it's that Dominant repetition, cruise, man. Uh,
2: he called it next level footwork, and a couple of years ago, I was like, "What does that exactly mean?" Now I, I'm starting to understand. I still got some years to really fine line them, but like, you know, step this way, they think they're cutting me off. Boom, running into this right hand or right right hand into a double leg. It's it's really it's beautiful.
0: Yeah, it really is. I mean, watching him fight, I mean, he's like a Picasso out there. He's he's painting a masterpiece. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, that fight with him and Dillashaw was super close. Like, I feel like Dillashaw. Slightly edged out the stand up if you watch it a couple times, but Cruz got them takedowns and the fight looked so close. Maybe the judges gave it to him. I thought Cruz won because I'm a Cruz fan when I was watching, but when I rewatch it, it's really it's really hard to call. I'd love to see a rematch.
0: Yeah, I mean, I definitely thought the fourth and fifth round TJ Dillashaw won those, but uh, the third round I think that's the one that's up uh, in question. You know? Yeah, I mean- exactly.
2: Because cause the fight was so close, when you see someone take someone down, even just for a second like that, it might just, it kind of, the way MMA scored,
0: it, it It makes you think they won that round, kind of. Yeah, absolutely. So speaking of uh, takedowns, I mean, if he happens to take you down, are you ready to get back up to your feet? I'm,
2: I'm extremely good at popping back up. But, uh, it, you know, if some reason, popping back up in an option and work, work my butterfly guard into my sleeps, you know, working, uh going for Kimura to guillotine, Kimura to arm, like, you know, switch my hips up and just stay active as I can, because a lot of people get taken down, they hit the mat, and they're like, oh, no, I got taken down, I'm gonna sit here, you know, I'm gonna rest or something, you, you either need to hit your butt and explode up, get your underhook or your wizard and stand up, or you need to, you know, start throwing elbows to the side of the head, be busy, like, boom, boom, I pop on my feet, you know, oh, I'm on my feet now, ooh, there's a straight left, there's a knee to the gut, now I'm switching a southpaw, now I'm orthodox. You gotta, like, think in your head like that, that takedown didn't mean anything.
0: Definitely, man, that's a good mindset to have. Now, obviously, your short-term goals are, you know, get this victory over Brandon Webb, get that Valor Fights bantamweight title, but what are your long-term goals in this sport?
2: Oh, I mean, I think it's, you know, everybody that's made it to this point in their career, I feel like, wants to be a UC champion. I mean, that's, that's, Or, I mean, not even a UFC champion, but, I mean, UFC is the top of the line right now. You know, maybe Bellator, five years from now, will be up there with the UFC or something. But, you know, definitely be world-class. Definitely be my goal to to go as far as I can or
0: fail trying. Definitely uh, give it a shot. Yeah, man. And uh, any predictions for your fight with Brandon Webb? Any
2: predictions? You know, I've I've never done a prediction before.
0: There's always the first for everything.
2: Yeah, there's definitely always the first for everything. I I, I can either see because uh, I I was watching his tape. I guess I haven't seen a lot of grounds, uh, so I, I definitely could say uh, at
0: some point in the fight, hurting him with a body shot, or definitely winning a five round unanimous decision. Ronnie, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me right here, right now on half the battle. Just let the audience know where they can follow you on social media and anything else you got coming up aside from your co-main event title fight at Valor Fights33 against Brandon Webb this Saturday on Flow Combat.
2: Okay, you guys can to uh, find me on uh Instagram on uh as a uh, Ronnie the Heat and then uh follow me on Facebook, uh just Ronnie Lawrence. Perfect, man. You know, after that, I got, I got nothing coming up after this Balor fight. I just fought about a month ago, and then I took this one. So depending on how this one goes, I'll, I'll see what offers I get.
0: There you go, man. No uh, Twitter account?
2: Not, not as of right now. Uh, probably need to make one of those soon, but not yet.
0: All right. Well, that's on the bucket list. That's what's next after you get this victory. All right, my man? No doubt. All right. Well, best of luck. All right. appreciate it. All right, man. Take care. There you have it, folks. Kendrick, the big problem, Myrie, and Ronnie Lawrence. They're both fighting for the middleweight and bantamweight title at Valor Fights 33, respectively. And you can watch Valor Fights 33 exclusively on Flow Combat. So make sure you do that. And follow me on Twitter at Best Fight Picks. Subscribe to Half the Battle on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. And until the next time, enjoy the fights.